Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 1, verse 57 through 80. Verse 71, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who, of those who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that through him all the nations, and this is what God promised to Abraham, was that through him all the nations of the earth would be blessed through his seed, that Abraham was going to an old man who was barren again. An old man, him and his wife, who were 190 years old. And this little son, Isaac, who would be born unto them. Not Ishmael, who who God had rejected. That was the work of the flesh. But this son that would be born unto Sarah. Through him, all the promises of God would be fulfilled through that line, through that, that offspring. And yet it's interesting because God would tell Abraham... Abraham, take your son, your only son, he would not acknowledge Ishmael, your only son whom you love, to a place which I show you and offer him as a burnt sacrifice. And what's crazy about that story is that Abraham did it. He took his son, who was about 30 years old. (laughs) You don't think of that when we read the story, but if you look at the timeline, that's about how old he was. He takes his son, who's about 30 years old, he takes him to the mountains of Moriah that God had told him, this is the place I I show you, it's the mountains of Moriah, that he would take him up to the highest peak, a place we know of as Gordon's Calvary, and he would take him up to this highest peak of Mount Moriah, Isaac would carry the wood and ask his father, where's the lamb for the sacrifice? And Abraham would say that God will provide himself a lamb. And as they got there, he bound his son. Abraham's 130 years old, I don't know, something like that. His son's 30. He binds him. His son submits to him to be bound to the altar. That's interesting. And he would raise the knife to kill his son before he lit the pile of wood on fire to offer him as a burnt sacrifice. And God would say, Abraham, Abraham, don't harm your son, your only son. And then he he says, now I know you'll not withhold anything from me. And he saw a ram caught in the thicket and Abraham got the ram and he sacrificed the ram in his son's place. And then he says, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And on that same location, 2,000 years later, another only son would carry wood up the hill and be crucified. Carrying the wood up the hill, being crucified, being the Lamb of God that God provided. Abraham speaking prophetically all those years before. Now, it wasn't that Abraham thought that God was going to come through at the last second. No, you know, it tells us in Hebrews that Abraham believed God, right? And in Genesis chapter 15, it tells us that 
Abraham believed God. This is before Genesis 22 when he, he offered his son, but it says Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, right? He believed God and his promise for the Messiah and it was accounted to him for righteousness. He offered his son, Hebrews tells us, because he believed that God would rise him from the dead, which he did in a figurative sense. A perfect picture of Jesus dying for our sins and rising from the dead. And so he says he made this covenant to this promised Messiah all the way back and, and swore it to our father Abraham, verse 74, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. So this is God's promise to the nation of Israel. When he returns, he's going to establish his earthly kingdom. He's going to sit on the throne of David, an earthly human throne, and he is going to rule over his people Israel and also over the entire world. Jesus talked about this in Matthew chapter 25 when it says, when the Son of Man comes and sits on his throne of glory, right? And that's what it's talking about. He's going to rule and rule the nations. Revelation chapter 19 also describes this. This is something, Zacharias promising this here, probably thinking, I might even get to see the day, and yet this still hasn't been fulfilled yet. In fact, for so many years, the church saw the nation of Israel whisked away to every nation of the world, driven from their homeland, and, and often people would say, well, you know, Israel must not have any real place in biblical prophecy, and so maybe the church is Israel or spiritual Israel. Not so, because on May 14, 1948, God would reestablish the nation of Israel and put them back in their homeland, as he promised in prophetic scripture. Now, this is something that everybody was confused about. It wasn't something that just Zacharias would say was going to take place and maybe even think that it was going to be in his day. I think that all of Israel was hoping for the Messiah to come to throw off the oppression of Rome. This is one of the reasons why they didn't accept Jesus when he came, because he wasn't this mighty military leader. When they sought to take him and make him king, he refused. He slipped through the crowd. He wouldn't do that because it wasn't his purpose. His purpose first was to suffer and to die for the sins of mankind. And he did. And then he rose from the dead. And his disciples thought, now is the time. In fact, in, in Acts chapter 1, verse 6 through 9, it says, Therefore, when they had come together, this is all the disciples, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It's not for you to know the times of the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. So they're like, Okay, is it time for you to set up your kingdom? Do we get to be your cabinet? And he's like, Forget about that. That's later. That's not for you to know. But not many days from now, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. You need to go to Jerusalem and wait. And 10 days later, the Holy Spirit came upon them and the church was born. And so not God's timing until the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. And then the scripture tells Romans chapter 11, 25, all of Israel will be saved. This is a, a day in the future that we still have not yet seen come to pass. So Zacharias first prophesies about Jesus, and then he turns, verse 76, to his son. 
And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. So Zacharias is clearly saying John's mission is to prepare the way for Yahweh. He doesn't, you know, when he quotes there, when he says this, he's quoting Isaiah 40, verse 3. In fact, John will also quote Isaiah 40, verse 3 in Matthew chapter 3, verse 3, in Mark chapter 1, verse 3, and in Luke chapter 3, verse 3 through 6. And he quotes this in Isaiah 40, verse 3, and it says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of Yahweh, or Jehovah. Maybe you're more familiar with that rendering of it. Prepare the way for the Lord... That's the name of God. Make, his, make straight in a desert a highway for our God, Elohim. And so he's there to prepare the way for Yahweh, which is who? Jesus. God made flesh. And that's what his job will be. And that's what Zacharias promised, or prophesies of John. He's making a way into people's hearts. He's, he's calling people to repentance so that they might turn to the Lord. Verse 77, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. And this is, this is what the purpose of this child is going to be, that he would make a knowledge that they would have of salvation, which is of Jesus so that they might be saved from their sins. Now, I was looking up this. Oftentimes, when I see a word that sticks out to me, I'll look it up in the Greek. This is an interesting word, this word remission. The, 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 the definition that it gave was pardon, forgiveness, deliverance, freedom, and liberty. Pardon from the penalty of our sin. Forgiveness for our sin. Deliverance from our sin. Freedom from the bondage of sin and liberty and freedom not to sin. And that's something that we, as Christians, have. We were delivered from sin as Christians. Now, it doesn't mean, because you still carry around this carcass, it doesn't mean you're never going to sin again. But what it does mean is that when you do sin, it means you chose to sin. Before that, you really had no choice. You were a sinner, born in sin, born under the power of sin, and you just sin by nature. That's just what you did because that's what you were. But when you're born again of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, and and He convicts you of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And you're born again of the Spirit. He writes His law upon your heart and on your mind. And now it's it's clear to you that when you're going off path, that you're going off path. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccmit.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.